magical hour. Oh, Matthew and Schaefer. Shafey, Shafey, are you there? And I didn't know this either, but love don't make things nice. It ruins everything. It breaks your heart. It makes things a mess. We, we aren't here to make things perfect. Snowflakes are perfect. Stars are perfect. Not us, not us. We are here to ruin ourselves and and to break our hearts and love the wrong people and and die i mean that the storybooks are bullshit darkness has fallen once again on the hill country here in the surrounding environs of Austin, Texas. It's time once again for One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. My name is Schaefer Hall, and here I am behind the microphone in the back room of my little ivy-covered castle, or casa, cave, if you will. I'm here to talk to you, each and every member of One Magical Nation, as we do three times a week, with our good friend, Matthew Rampy. Hello, Matthew. I record the cast uptown, Schaefer's on the east side now, we've been laying some tape down since September 15th, Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a little behind on the cast. Man, I I am such the... I'm the hugest Milton fan now. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of Milton. You, you had mentioned that he was on Spotify, and so I was kind of going through the catalog. I like that latest album a lot. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, that song, I wanted to get... We need to get uh, the song I Never Had Game. I love that song. That would be a good song for this podcast. A little, uh, little bit of delightful and humorous self-deprecation there for you. I'm glad that Milton wasn't too put out about your lack of communication about the use of our song, oh, <laughs> songs. Yeah, people... And then he told that story about you. I did. So I'm behind in the cast, but I did get to the part. I haven't f- finished listening back to the Milton interview. And you're probably saying to yourself, Matthew, don't you listen to the cast when you edit it? And well, uh, some of it, I try to, you know, there's a lot of work at the beginning and at the end. And then there's usually editing work between our intro and the guest. Uh, but oftentimes, if the guest interview is long, really, 
when I'm cutting the cast, I'm sitting at my computer and listening to a podcast. I like to be either walking or doing some housework, maybe just what what other conditions? Maybe driving. I like to drive and listen to a cast. So I don't know. It's um, and then of course we've uh, we've laid down. We 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 have published in the last four episodes uh, something like six and a half hours of content. So <laughs> you you can excuse me for. Just being a little behind in my own cast. And yes, and Mil- us, Mil- Milton uh, was like, oh, he told that story about you saying busted, and then it all made sense. <laughs> Pardon us, hunter-gatherers. I know you've come to expect a very high level of quality from one magical hour. Uh, there was a little bit of lag in Milton's connection, so there were some some pauses and some kind of some awkwardness. Uh hope you didn't mind. I, I feel like the... The interview is definitely worth listening to, even with all its flaws. Such a such a pleasure to have Uncle Milton on, and uh, he's always so well spoken and has such interesting things to say. It was Dude, so ex- awesome, so exciting. I, I I gleaned and gained and just enjoyed the shit out of that interview. Um, yeah, there was a weird delay. Just I think in general we are learning the ins and outs of getting people on the line and recording them. And I, I really need to be making multi-channel recordings. I would have liked to have pumped up Milton's level in some places. Um, we, we were really hot and he was really low, but Hey, let's we're call learning. That a, let's call that a new year's a new year's resolution. We're Try learning. To, uh... We'll try to get uh, try to get some of those things together. Try to get some more equipment. Sorry, I was really I was relying on I was relying on some fantasy football winnings to get us some new uh, <laughs> some new podcasting equipment. And uh, in what I thought was a stroke of genius, I benched Deshaun, Deshaun Watson and started Derek Carr, uh, who tonight went out in the first quarter to a groin injury. So my bad, probably. Oh, dear. <laughs> our winnings, our fantasy winnings that I've been counting on to fund one magical hour might be coming up short. Might have to find uh, find funding other way, which is possible. I hate that that was hinging on Derek Carr. <laughs> I should know better than you should, haven't you learned that lesson last name is car yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was cracking that joke with bartender chuck, chuck the bartender just now um, it, it was it was his brother who was with the texans yeah david Carr. okay yeah and yeah certainly i have a I have a rap sheet of heartbreak associated with d cars and uh and it continues i'm sorry mate so thanks derek and david Thanks for burning me. When we were talking to Milton, I I compared him to Billy Joel, which I <laughs> you know I hope he took that in the spirit in which it was intended. I and think he I definitely, ex- he definitely I think did. I explained myself. I also had I had meant to say that he also sort of reminds me of of Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah, um, Randy Newman. I saw this on the shirt sheet, and I was like, Matthew, do you really want to compare him to both? 
of the whitest singer-songwriters ever who are most likely to be heard in a dentist's office. <laughs> and of course, the answer, Matthew, is, uh, you know, uh, Milton is a gracious person and will... You well, know. I think specifically his voice sounds a little like Randy Newman in some places. Yeah. But, but, but listening back to the interview, when he explained that he was originally a drummer and y'all talked about his his claw-handed rhythm section right there on his guitar pickup area. Yeah. And then I was listening and then as really I was cool. listening back to his Spotify catalog, it it occurs to me that maybe I am so drawn to to Milton partially because he is a first and foremost a rhythm guy. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and you know me, I'm definitely a rhythm guy. <laughs> So let me ask you a question: Is uh, do you live in a castle or a cave? <laughs> and it is did it morph? Both cave and castle, sir. Did it morph from it is many things? It's like the dwarves that live under the mountain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did it did it morph from cave and become castle? I kind of no. I was kind of alternating uh, alternating the two, kind of at, at my at my whim. Just to be funny, uh, but just to say, I want to. I'd like to go back just a minute to oh, yes. the Randy Newman thing. Like I Please. said, uh, was a gracious guy, and you know he would he would consider anything you had to say about him, and he would take it. You know, uh, he would he would try to figure out why you're saying it. He would not take it as an insult. Um, I uh, and so you but know, maybe, so the maybe is, yeah, that, whatever is it? Are you saying it's maybe not the most complimentary comparison? Well, no, I mean like. You know, those those these sorts of things are kind of you know in the in the ears of the listener. Uh, but uh, one, I, it's funny because once at a poetry festival in Milwaukee, I was called by a, I was one of the poets there called me the Randy Newman of poetry, and I th I'm pretty sure he was taking a little bit of a stab at me. Um, but I, ch I ch just chose to take it as a compliment because I think, you know, I think Randy Newman's cool. He's I love Randy cool Newman. Yeah, for sure. He, he has a lot of interesting things to say. And, uh, you know, I was I was sort of wondering if, you know, that like hearing Milton talk about his song and his process, and, you know, and then hearing the song, like, you know, that kind of that has a Randy Newman, Newman-esque quality to me. Well, I'm uh, glad I that I... On stage. I'm glad that I forgot that name in the interview <laughs> but know? i think and we uh, just talked know, about it here in the post game it's it's funny i feel like any artist you know or poet a poet a visual artist i think probably mostly visual artists but a film director you know anybody kind of bristles and you know they want to talk about their work on on their own terms not on you know and not in comparison to anyone else's and you know like i say that's that's fine i think you know it's. I think it would be. It's more offensive to a visual artist, you know, where they, you know, they really, you know, have their own thing, and to you know, be suggested that they might be. Uh, you know, or, or comics. You know, there's a big well, problem I, with I, comics. You know, taking other people's materials. So, you know, you just. Um, it's always. I think. Uh, it's up to us as interviewers to say. You know. Well, uh, I, I can you, you can say I can see the I can see these influences in your work. I think they're interesting. I like those, uh, but there you know there's always a more. Uh, you can always go deeper than that. And um, for instance, I would probably be a little upset if somebody were to say, "You remind me of uh, Tim Allen when you're doing your comedy." 
you know, or, uh, you know, I would be like, Oh, oh even though I am, am in a garage. <laughs> or Hey, Hey Schaefer and Matthew, your song, your children's songs remind us of Rafi. You know, right. we're not going to take that. <laughs> right. We didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't put in our time in this, in Bastards. the children's folk salt mines of Tarzana, California to be compared to Rafi. <laughs> Rafi's a hack. Uh, Always will be. Okay, now. <laughs> so I feel like I really dodged a bullet there on that Milton Randy Newman comparison. Which of course, like that, that, you know, since it's Milton, it's it wasn't a bullet at all. It was it was probably all you dodged was probably just more nice and interesting things that he would have said, you know, with insightful uh, comments based on what he knows about Randy Newman. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, what a what a delight, what a treasure! Yeah, uh, so much fun. Love you know, and the music is great too. I'm so glad that you're uh, you're jamming it. He seemed to enjoy the chat as well. And the, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did finish finally a, a week later, almost a week later, our interview with Matthias, which is delightful, and he has some crazy insightful things to say i wanted to just quote him on one thing um we were talking about we were talking about dreams obviously and he said in any direction you look inside a dream there is an infinity of potential detail which is so insightful you know like uh, how how better to sum up that state of being in a dream and there's so much to see. He was, no I think he was specifically describing how he distills it down to a narrative yeah. and doesn't get hung up on sort of descriptive elements, but it made me think of my own experience in the dream world and uh, well, there's a lot to see there. It also reminded me of Inception. There's a lot to see there, too. <laughs> there certainly is. <laughs> um, thanks to Matthias. Again, I, I signed up for the for the dreams. I They should be arriving any any day. I don't know. It probably it could take three or four days to come from Portland, right? I, I mean, I've heard uh, I've heard things about the taxed mail delivery system, right? So who knows? Yeah. Well, and then, gosh, we've had so many highlights in the last week. Um, there was the Pod Podlywed game. And <laughs> in the Pod Podlywed game, it was revealed in the course of normal conversation, playing a, a game show on a podcast, it was revealed that Jeff asks Kat these questions that make her feel <laughs> a little funny. If you feel a little funny inside... It seemed like they were deep questions. Did you receive? It like they might be. I did. Did you receive uh, some of those questions or a list I of have... those questions? Did you subscribe to a month of one a question a day? Could we have a beat, please? Do you think this is going to become a, a new segment? It's time for a new segment. Okay, here we go. I, was, I, I made a beat especially for this. Hunters and 
gatherers of One Magical Nation. It's time once again for questions from Jeff. Gonna get our get our, gonna get our QFJ on that little Q from J on tonight. Who's excited about it? I'm excited about it. Well, let's uh, we'll just start with the first one. We'll do. Why don't we do two questions from Jeff? Are we? Uh, is 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 this a query to you and I to discuss? Or it is. Okay. It is. Uh, he has some questions for us, and we're going to do our best to answer them. And uh, you know, if the first one goes quickly, then we'll then we'll do a second one. If not, you know, maybe uh, maybe this could take us a while. Are they going <laughs> to blow our feeble podcasting minds? I think uh, the first one already uh, has my has my mind blown. Um, and I'm going to have to, yeah, I feel like we need to answer very, very carefully. Uh, it is very specific. Okay. You ready for this, Matthew? Yes, I'm ready. This, uh, ready I think I'm ready. I don't even, I don't know what I'm getting into. For this cue from Jeff. Wait, wait, wait. Questions right. I'm from ready. Jeff. If, if you had a Groundhog Day pill that would make you live the same day over and over for 37 years... Would you ever take it? And which day in your past would you have taken it? So it's 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 any day of your life so far, you can you you can take this pill, you'll live that day over and over again for thirty seven years. If you want to, if you want to do that at all. Would you so first of all, would you do it? And second, what day, what specific day would you would you use it on? Wow. <laughs> there really is a lot to consider and unpack there i'm immediately drawn to days where i'm skiing with friends mm. and that's not a, any kind of cocaine reference <laughs> I think my mind went to skiing <laughs> uh, immediately um like this one time in san francisco jay came to town and vimi came to town and, and Manish and Chris Hayes came with us and we all went up to uh, Heavenly, which is a ski resort at Lake Tahoe. And we had a couple days of skiing. That is a great crew. It was a pretty, that was a pretty epic time. Of course, fun game. of course, I go straight to San Francisco too. It was, um, it was a pretty intense time in my life and I was young and wild and free. So it's not really that surprising that I would, my mind would drift there immediately. I have to say though, even in that 37 days of doing the same thing of hitting the slopes, I mean, 37 years of hitting the slope with the same crew. I mean, I think now I'm starting to think that you might want to pick a day in which you can change a number of elements in the scene. Like in the Bill Murray movie, there were sort of many ways to take it during the day. And this is, that is the basis of my answer to another mind bending question. If you were stuck on a desert Island, what, and you could only have one dish every day forever, whatever, uh, what would it be? And I always answer Cobb salad. Because there's so many ingredients to the Cobb salad, you can kind of mix and match and rearrange. So I would, of course, like to think about this incessantly between now and the next podcast to give a more cogent answer. 
I'm pretty sure for the first year that the front page was open, uh, Brother Dickie had a, the turkey cob salad there every day. Oh yeah, yeah. And and it's it's you know it's a really good it's just a really good it's kind of the perfect dish. It's healthy, it's uh, flavorful and rich. Uh, it's fil it's filling. Um, Great combination of flavors, and you could just kind of break it. You could break it down into just pairs of flavors. You could just have bacon and olives one day, or, or you could have just bacon. Just the you could just eat the bacon and eggs off of it, or you could do, you could turn it into just a chicken salad. You know. Um, anyway, I don't know how the ranch stays fresh in that tropical climate, but. <laughs> um, okay, have I? blathered on enough about it that's given you a chance to give a cogent answer i think so i you know and gosh you know i think i mean first of all yes i would do this i think just because i think it would be an interesting thing to you know live the same day over and over again for 37 years you know not not age oh and, you know yeah have, that's got to be a stipulation have a way to do, you know, be able to do things, everything, you know, and the idea is you want to remember from day to day. So you can, you can make some changes and you can do some things differently. Um, as far as just greatest days of my life go, uh, Ben Murphy's bachelor party. We, uh, it was like, kind of like you were describing. It was just a great, it was a great bunch of dudes. Um, uh, Lucas Marquardt was there and brother Dickie Hall was there. I think obviously. I saw a picture of that on your Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, was one recently scrolling that came through up. your photos, like a stalker, like a weird but stalker friend. What we did, you know, we woke up, we stayed in his father's kind of like the family home in, uh, in, uh, uh, Bedford mass. Uh, and we woke up early that morning. We had a nice breakfast. We went and we rounded up. We got a bunch of craft beer and we went to the uh, the Delaware. Uh, I guess it's actually the Connecticut River. Well, it's the river that's in between Vermont and Connecticut. And we went and we canoed that river. Uh, and we just had we had all that beer, you know, and we had whatever other stuff we needed. And we had six canoes, and you know, it was just so beautiful. You know, everything that they say about Vermont is true. Vermont is just the absolutely most picturesque place you've ever seen. And this perfect, like slow moving river, um, we just kayaked up it and then floated back down it. Uh, that whole affair took, you know, probably seven hours. Um, and the, you know, the water was cool and crisp. It was a beautiful summer day. And then we uh, all piled back into the van and we went to a place called Curtis's, which Curtis was um, this uh, gentleman from Houston, Texas, who moved up to Vermont, uh, Putney, Putney, Vermont, and in an old school bus started a barbecue rib joint. And so then we just, um, we just went over to Curtis's and feasted on ribs and they were fantastic. There was a volleyball court there, so we had an impromptu game of volleyball with those boys, uh, and then we then we all went back to Dick Murphy's house in Bedford, and we just kind of finished off the beer and played guitars in the backyard. It was that's definitely just always 
stuck with me as one of the most perfect, perfect days of my life. But uh, also kind of like you're saying, you know, that's, that's, you know, there's probably, there's only one way that day's going to go. Granted, yes, that's relaxing and everything. But yeah, I think I'm kind of with you, you know, just kind of any, any really nice Saturday in New York City when I could kind of just, you know, have the whole city at my fingertips and uh, then I could run around and just do things a little differently every day. Yeah, that seems, that seems smart and nice. Um, of course, there's so many days with my family, um, having my brother and my sister around and all those folks. There's lots of schmaltzy answers um, to this question, like uh, the day my first child was born or my wedding day or something. Yeah, you know, but my I wedding mean, day like, was great. A lot of people's wedding <laughs> wedding days are kind of stressful. You I, know? I had a surprisingly delightful wedding day. So. Maybe the first. I mean, it was stressful, like, but but it was it was very good. Yeah, you, you know, maybe your first your first full day, your first day to wake up with you know the love of your life, um, you know, uh, that might be really nice. Or but yeah, Amy and I used to have some great Saturdays, like when we first started dating, where we were and, just like know, oh, the, the whole together. Saturday spreads out before you, and the possibilities are endless. Read the newspaper. Yeah. Have a little breakfast. There's lots of lots of great, so many great days. Um, but yeah, the answer is yes. I would like to try that experiment. And you know, I yeah. But kind of like, like we're saying, uh, you know, maybe a, a a nice snow day in New York City. Mm -hmm. Like you know, when everybody like maybe the first snow of the year when everybody's got you know that electric, you know, pre-holiday energy, and you know, there's that sharp smell that kind of burns your nose and wakes you up you know i can't uh, all... oh i'm sorry did you see uh did you see pictures from new york uh they got 40 inches of snow wow four feet of snow holy moly <laughs> I, I can't help but notice that neither of us are uh choosing a lubbock saturday <laughs> yeah you know i i had some good days in lubbock but uh you know Come on, if like, you've got to be in the same place every right. day for 37 years. Yeah, I'm always going to I'm going to pick a big city. I want it to be Lubbock, but it's just the way sorry it to all our Lubbock hunter gatherers. I mean, we, <laughs> they're, they're they're tuning out anyway. We love Lubbock. We uh, I can be very romantic about Lubbock now that. Uh, now that you don't have to be there I anymore. <laughs> I love. OK, going that's I love, um, like, I love going to my mom's house. Limestone House on Seventeenth and and Raleigh. That was an epic question. Uh, I think that I think we have time for another. Yeah. Let's see. Welcome to one more question from Jeff. Uh, I'm so excited to get through this list and see the next list of questions Jeff has because this one's delightful. All right, question number two. If you could master any skill, what would it be? I'd be a ninja, probably a marketing ninja. <laughs> a marketing ninja. Not just regular ninjaing. No, nah, I'd like to be on, uh, you know, regular ninjaing is I, right, but I'd like to be on just a sick marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> a marketing ninja. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know why is, I don't know why is, my marketing ninja was English. Is being happy a skill? Let me say that. I've got the sharpest throwing stars. 
for <laughs> for email marketing. Um, hmm. Being happy is not a skill, no. What um, would if you could have if you could master any skill? If you could be a master at any skill? Yeah, master any skill is the verbiage. I'm gonna go with uh, moonshining. No. Oh, interesting. I know. That's, I'm kidding. That's a very, no, uh, that's a very no. achievable, very <laughs> achievable goal, Matthew. <laughs> okay. Well, then, then let me revise my answer. I mean, oh, definitely I know, some I know. Sort of, some um, sort of martial art is very. Cool. I know. Not getting insanely angry when my kids are acting crazy. <laughs> I'd like to master that skill. Parenting is definitely a skill, and it's definitely an extremely useful one. Uh, there's, that's true. Uh, you know, uh, mastering the art of massage would be, you know, and that, and not by that I don't just mean like you know go to massage school or learn the massage. I'm talking about being a master of massage, to where you just you can lay your hands on somebody and take all of their pain away and just give them calm and comfort and happiness I mean, that would be that'd be pretty cool you know you got to think of this got to think of this as a, think of it as just being it's not just it's not just practicing and getting good at something it's being the master you know mastering a skill it reminds me of Barry Gordy's the last dragon when you got the glow you know show enough have you ever seen that movie uh not in years <laughs> I think that we need to. Uh, that's the one. Is that the one with Kareem, Kareem Abdul Jabbar in it? I think we need to watch it. No, that's Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. The Last Definitely Dragon is, a, is um, about a young guy who goes down a karate path and he gets the um, mythological Bruce Lee glow. Leroy Green, also known as Bruce Leroy. I, uh, uh, so I would like the glow. No, none of my answers are good here yet. Have, we, have either of us entered our answer yet? A master orator? Uh, you mean fan that servicing? Must, is, it, did I, did I, um, is it orator <laughs> or orator? Um, maybe orator. Orator. I, I think either of those are are accurate and once again you know i'm not just saying somebody who can talk talk pretty i'm talking about the, the being a master being able to command attention and change minds using only your words get well, the gain the faith and following of thousands of people based on only saying a few sentences don't you think if you were a Jedi, you could do that? Could you yeah. just turn your Jedi mind trick into like a lecture, or like a <laughs> like a self help kind of I motivational Jedi, motivational it, speaker tour? <laughs> Is Tony Robbins a modern day Jedi? <laughs> um, this is a tough one that I really would like to mull over. Because right, I feel like here in the cast, I can only answer silly things. But but that's my character on the cast. People are probably always like, is he really that silly? I am. Is he I just am naturally that silly? 
I'm going to go all in, folks. I'm going to go all in with master, master masseuse and be able to use my hands to give people calmness, both of body and of mind. You're such a lover. Uh, you are a lover. That is so, so sweet. It's not even schmaltzy. It's, it's genuine. Schaefer would like to buy the world a Coke and give everyone a back rub. Uh, you we, wait. We were trying to brand this section. I mean, this segment. We were just tr trying to give the questions. Questions from Jeff. Cues from the J. Cues from the J. <laughs> Cues from the J man. Uh, and by the way, Hunter Gather gathers get at us. We'd love to know your answers to questions from Jeff. We can come back. Uh, and we can have another segment called Answers from the H and G. Oh. A's, A's from the H and G. It's a real alphabet soup in these segments. Questions from Jeff and answers from the hunter gatherers. I would love I would love to hear from each and every one of you. All seven. All right. Are we gonna put uh, are we gonna put Q from J to bed? I'm also yep. gonna be interested to see if if Jeff is impressed with our is impressed with our answers or not, <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Man, they wasted that shit." I, I asked a brilliant question and they just shat on it. <laughs> no. Have you heard of this documentary, My Octopus Teacher? I have. Yeah, I've uh, and I've wanted to watch it because I am very interested in octopi. Dude, it is it, it is incredible. We just we just had a gander at that in the last couple of days here. Um, this this guy from South Africa, South Africa, um, he's a photographer. He'd been working very hard for many years. Was kind of burnt out on his career. He lives like it. It's right on the Cape. It's right on the coast, on the Cape, the Cape of Storms. His house is just like up on the cliffs above the water. And the, this part of the Atlantic looks like the stormiest, churniest, craziest spot. And he, he, he had for many years swam in the water and been diving and the water is so cold that you can hold your breath for a long time. That One of the most amazing things about the whole documentary is how long this guy can dive for and hold his breath. But uh, he tells this story of spending a little time with this tribe, um, this African tribe, and seeing these guys hunt and track things and how they like become part of nature to see this t the tiniest details and how animals would like disturb the natural world and he's he's diving and he he's sort of in that mindset and he comes across this octopus and they form this relationship and he starts going every day to this octopus's den and then and at one point just a few weeks into it she like moves her den and he, f he spends time tracking her, which is the most amazing thing you've ever seen, and finds her again. And they, octopuses are, octopi are very intelligent creatures. 
we are talking uh, at least on the level of pigs and dogs and possibly other primates. Um, and heard, yeah. they have such amazing abilities uh, that we don't. Obviously, they're in a totally different world. Would highly recommend this documentary to anyone. It is incredible. The world is an incredible place. It makes me want to spend a lot more time in nature and less time podcasting. No, no, that's not true, but um, you can do both. Yeah, um, go out there in nature and come back and tell us all about it. We want to hear. It was it, it really, really incredible. Hour and a half of documentary footage. Um, I give it eight avocados. <laughs> it, this wasn't necessarily an avocado review, but. I'm giving it eight. I think we got it. We got uh, we got a nice little breakdown of the story, and uh, yeah. And listen, we got your wholehearted approval. I like like it. While we're down here by the sea, under the sea, maybe we should uh, go on a cruise. I can. Oh, but real quick, I I just it just occurred to me. I could also give a quick avocado review on the first half of the Bee Gees documentary. How do you mend a broken heart? Oh. I think is what it's called. Okay. Um, uh, on on HBO, it's a yeah brand new Bee Gees documentary. I didn't know much about their pre disco days. I knew I, mean, I knew the song. I started a joke, uh, beautiful song, um, and I you know uh, you know I knew that other song too. How can you mend a broken heart? But uh, they have a, they had a really interesting really interesting past really cool dynamic between those three brothers uh and uh yeah their start they're kind of rocketing they they started as as young young guys and really uh took off very quickly uh so that that led to some interesting obvious obviously some some rocky times and some some drama of course as any as any uh as any life will have but, uh, like with us in this podcast, yeah, like the the like that which we try carefully to avoid and actually work very hard to avoid by uh, being sensitive to one another's needs and uh, and desires. Uh, and uh, I desire a master massage. Only a master will do. <laughs> I'm. I am going to wonder next time if I'm really getting a massage from a master now that I really tried to imagine what such a thing would be. How is that massage? Uh, mm, not really a master. I give it four avocados. Without having seen the second half of of the Bee Gees documentary, I'll give it I'll give it seven and a half avocados, but that's only because I'm not sure there's there's a half an avocado's chance that maybe the second half is somehow terrible after the first half, but the first half was extremely entertaining. And I'll get back to you. What I'll streaming you service did you see that on? That's on the HBO. Okay, you're always you're always bringing up HBO stuff, and it's one. the one I don't have. So yeah, I, I, maybe maybe in the new year I'll gift myself with a little HBO Max. You should because you know they signed the deal with Warner Brothers or whatever to. Oh yeah, uh, do all of their Dune, theatrical releases. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Okay. I think it's probably you know worth it if you consider the number of movies that you might go to in a year you know i like all the shitty movies that you take me to (laughs) (laughs) you miss it tell me you don't miss it you can't Uh, of course i miss it because you do yep um but yes there's 
there'll be time. There'll be plenty more terrible movies to see in the theater in not very long. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Okay. Well, news crews. Yeah, news crews and. I wish the Bee Gees were the entertainment on this cruise. Exciting and new. Muro Chief Schaefer Hall, what do you got for us today? Keeping us marginally abreast. I love that I'm the Muro Chief. You can call me BC. Your your title moves around. I, I've noticed. It's it's flexible. Did you know that uh, at a home in Scotland uh, not too long ago, I'm not clear on quoting it well, December... December 16th is the dateline for the for the article. Police in Scotland responded to a, a home to remove an unusual an unusual intruder. A hawk that flew in through an open door and perched on the family's Christmas tree. What? Can you imagine? It's terrifying. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Northeast Police Division responded alongside personnel from the Northeast Wildlife an animal rescue center when a family reported a sparrow hawk had flown into their home home and was perched on their Christmas tree. Uh, I will I will put the photograph of the hawk sitting on the Christmas tree in his it was extraordinary. Uh, the hawk was examined, determined not to be injured, and it was released outside. <laughs> a uh, the rescue group, which apparently had a, had a cheeky one in it, so he said the new arc assisted the police. This afternoon, when they apprehended an intruder suspected of stealing Xmas fairies, <laughs> after a full body search, she was released without charge. I should have done a Scottish accent there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably be better. Definitely a change from a partridge on a pear tree. This lovely lady allowed herself into a house in Ellen this afternoon through an open door, and had to be rescued. A delightful little, delightful little story there for you of a of a bird of prey with with holiday inclinations. There's a lot of opportunities there for that uh, journalist to be cheeky. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and check our Facebook page for the picture of the hawk perched on a tree. It's it's worth it. Our Facebook page is popping off. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, bu- it's bumping. Did you see this? I think it was a reply to our last, um, to to maybe just the last posting of the show from from Jessica in New Braunfels. She posted a picture. Uh, it was a meme, I think. Uh, this is what it feels like listening to a conversational podcast, and it's a kid sitting having a paleta with some other kids that are just on the marketing. Of the palettas, <laughs> they're on a poster for poster advertising. <laughs> I, I love that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's <was> delightful. <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. So I thought that we could end today, and I'm sure that the hunter gatherers are like, Whew. at least they're they're <laughs> they're ending before it just goes off the rail. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of my long and winding road spoof. Um, I mean, this is not going to be a 140 that minute goes podcast. Nowhere. Um, 
I we were talking about our blogs, and we were we had you and I had been talking about our stupid blogs, and I found Milton's blog and read from it, and then I was just kind of poking around because those things don't go away. And your mm-hmm. your blog, I realized my blog only went from like two thousand three to two thousand six. Yours went from like two thousand three to your last post was 2017 you now it got a little spotty there towards the yeah there were regularly whole years when i did not post yeah. in between them but it but it's still there it uh, another schaefer hall original could show up there i would imagine and i wanted That's to true. do i wanted to do a po- i wanted to end with a poetry corner of one of your poems that of me reading it oh how exciting <clears throat> and i know i know that's a little atypical having someone read your poetry but would you call this host servicing (laughs) no (laughs) no i wouldn't and you know why i I know why yeah it's because you're a master masseuse you never know where that'll lead (laughs) okay this poem was posted on august 4th of 2011 so feels like yesterday uh, and the title is My First Words Were Florid. Oh, wait. Um, did we have a poetry corner beat? Does I don't it... know if we did. Well, here's the thing is I always just pick one beat. <laughs> I always just pick one beat for any for any one podcast. So Welcome I keep... to the, th- the Poetry Dome. <laughs> Uh, I think it's cool, uh, real quick, I think it's cool that you picked this poem. Uh, just a little bit of trivia about it. This is one of Alex Battle's favorite poems of mine. Alex and I have a lot in common. We I have similar predilections. I think you do. All right. Well, I'm going to try to give it... Very exciting for you both. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to um, give it my utmost respect as a poetry reader here. Now, let me take... Let me take my the, la- the last sip of my drink. Uh, I, hey, what about the the track we went out on of Milton's, those Bohemian Days? Man, oh. I was I love that song. Oh, and that's not even on an album yet, right? I oh, did yeah, I, I, I didn't see it in the Spotify catalog. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a brand oh, new song. It's so good. Presumably beyond okay. the next on the next record. <laughs> okay. My first words were Florit by Schaefer Hall. From the angle of the sun through my bedroom window this morning, I can tell it's 1986. The community college parking lot is bursting with firebirds. Stereo lights are constellations. At night, the clouds thicken into an empty map. They reflect the light from downtown. This morning is one minute between rains, and the drops on the leaves are blinking messages from the future. And while decoding them, I've forgotten what year it is. Now that I've scraped the house, it's time to decide what color to paint. But I feel like the work is done. The house, streaked and ugly, is what happens now. The house painted gray-blue with white trim 
is in the shady fortune cookie future. When I was learning to drive, my first words were, floor it. But now, in the future, I know so many more. My foot eases the pedal down. I repeat the grocery list in my head. Oh, it's, I think that's delightful. And, and, and in some ways, I feel it's, it's, it typifies your work in the way, in so many little twists and turns that I, I've, I see in your work. You, you, I'm, it's not like Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, maybe it is like Randy Newman. I was actually just, you know, I was working on getting that manuscript together. Um, that's kind of what I, what I did was kind of, uh, kind of cannibalize the best stuff from a bunch of different manuscripts and put them together. Um, I was thinking about how, especially like, and when you're looking, when you, when you look at your work, uh, kind of in an over, in an overview like that, you know, you, you realize some things. Um, and I was thinking that, um, at my, when, when it's at its best, it's, it doesn't always work, but when it's at its best, uh, my poems, uh, are, are, are a bunch of very simple images that, uh, you know, uh, once again, at their best, add up to, add up to something much more, you know, than than a group of simple Im images. Uh, and I think, uh, I think that poem uh, is, is a good example of that. Well, it's not entertainment in that it's active. It's not telling you what to think, but in, in the way that if you were to look at a series of images, you would draw your own conclusions and lines between them. It, to me, and I, I've said this before, even on this cast, the most important thing is that with any work of art is the interplay with the viewer. The artist's intention is whatever, but the magic happens when the viewer sees a painting, listens to a song, hears a poem, and they're challenged, and and it gets them thinking about something that's maybe has nothing to do with the artist's intention, right? And, and, and in, the, in that way, a, po a poem like this really does that for me. Like, it doesn't, it's not like taking me on a journey. It's, it's like the podcast, man. It, 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 it well, because <laughs> somebody was talking about our cast and saying, oh, but in a critique way saying, I, I like something that takes me on a journey, you know, yeah. and, and, but that's not really what this is. We're not telling you, it's not entertainment. It's not right up in your face. It's, it spreads out. It's evocative. It makes you, it challenges you. Ideally. Yep. Well, uh, so, well, we, sorry. We've gotten so in, up our own butts here. <laughs> But what a comfortable and warm place it is. True that. True that. <laughs> to be up here. Um, thank you so much for reading that. It was really 
uh, cool and interesting for me to hear uh, to hear your take on it and to be able to consider consider uh, my poem from that angle. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for writing it. Thanks for and blessing an, an the world with that. Excellent job reading it. Thank I you. Thank you. Um, I would just like to say that the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine. We love you. Dad does the puzzle in the Times magazine. Mom sailed for Paris when she was 19. All I want to do is sing Some folks want to cry for me Some want to laugh That bill collector wants my autograph me All I want to do is sing All the silver and the gold you can keep All them extra hours of sleep Big car in your summer home All them things that I've never known If I can sing Some guys want an angle on the crazy chicks Some guys want to cop some dough to score their fix And me All I want to do is sing In a town called Munderland we stop for gas Five guys and five bucks worth of spending cash